0: Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. I thank God for what He has been doing because we had a powerful message yesterday, another powerful message the day before. We had another powerful message on Wednesday, and a powerful message, I mean, from Tuesday, was so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and tonight is going to be also another, another powerful message. And I want to share something small about the day of visitation, the day of visitation. God, listen, Pastor, but God is everywhere. Yes, he's everywhere, but his manifested presence is not everywhere. I need you to lift up your right hand Say Lord visit me tonight Pray that prayer simply "Lord, Lord visit me tonight Lord visit me tonight Lord visit me tonight Lord visit me tonight In the mighty name of Jesus So shall it be In Jesus name Amen God is everywhere but he is not expressed everywhere. Somebody is about to enter into the God-expressing season of your life. Amen. God-expressing season of your life, where the grace of God becomes noticeably obvious. It's so Mm -hmm. noticeable. You won't have to explain that God is with you. People will see, the man came to Jesus. He said, listen, the kind of things that is happening in your life, I know that God is with you because no man can do these things except God be with you. So, God's manifested presence is going to be so noticeable, you wouldn't have to explain. That is why he says that for the creation is waiting for the manifestation. When God, in Romans chapter um, 8, when God visits you, it brings the manifestation. 8 verse 19 18 and 19 it brings a manifestation the endless expectation of creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of god so the whole world is waiting for us to begin to demonstrate the god expressing goodness in our life a part of god expressing uh, my, uh, testimonies, God, God expressing it. things that happen in our life that people know that this one, like the magicians of Pharaoh in the book of Exodus, they told Pharaoh, Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. Because initially they could also do, when Moses does, then they will do it. He turns rod into snake. They say, oh, this is, this is small, This is peanut, we'll do it. A piece of cake. And they did it. And then Moses does another, Miracle, and then they will do it. Then it got to a time, I think chapter eight, they said to Pharaoh, the Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Then the magicians said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. But Pharaoh said, no, I don't care. The magicians themselves admitted that where this thing has gotten to, it has gotten out of human control. I'm talking about, that's what people are about to say about your life, that there's something Unusual. Those who can't explain it properly, they'll say, there's something spooky. It's interesting. They'll begin to tell people who are trying to make life difficult for you. Boy, I think you have to be careful about that guy because there's something on that guy. Mm -hmm. God is about to throw his weight about in your life Mm -hmm. through the visitation of God. That it will be so obvious that God is with you. I don't know who I'm talking about, but so shall it be for you. In the, in the in the book of Luke chapter 2 verse 26 Luke chapter 2 verse 26 the Bible says that uh, let's start from verse 21 verse 20, uh, 25 I'm sorry there's 25 five. First before verse 25 it says that there was a man and behold there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout. He was a good guy. He loved the things of God. And he was waiting for the time when God will help Israel and console Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. He was waiting. Somewhere, someone say, I'll wait. I'll wait. Wait. I, I wait. I will wait. I will wait. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. Now look at the next verse. The next verse 20 is that, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Let's move on. The Lord's Christ. The next verse please. So he came in, he came in by the Spirit The Spirit into the temple. He, and so he came by the Spirit to the temple. And when the parents brought the child, brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, Verse 28, he took him up in his arm and blessed God and said, watch this, and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting yourself depart in peace according to your word. Verse 30, according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. My eyes have seen. Verse 26, God told him, you will not die. You will not die until you see this thing. Sometimes the wait may be long. But sister, I'm telling you, there are people on this platform, brother, there's a prophetic word upon your life. And the prophetic word will be fulfilled before your death. That way, way, if God said you have your child, eh, even if you are uh, 90 years like Sarah, you will have your child. If God said you are going to marry Don't be in a rush. There is a day when God visits his people. And I believe that this is, I have a strong conviction that this season is definitely the season of divine visitation for somebody. Amen. Amen. God is visiting you. Amen. God is visiting you. Amen. God is visiting you. Amen. That is what, that's why I said that God is everywhere. By his manifested presence. So, what what does it mean for God to visit us? When God shows up, he manifests his presence and does things for a person in a way that is not normal, where it's so obvious that God has done it. In the the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 68 and 78, Luke chapter 1, verse 68, it talks this is the psalm of Mary. Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited. He has visited and redeemed his people. Okay. Blessed be the Lord God, for he has done what? He has visited. God is the God of visitation. He has the habit of visiting his people. I don't know what you are going through, but God is about to visit you. Verse 78. Verse 78. Luke 1, 78. It says that, uh, through the tender mercies of God, of our God, uh, with which the days spring from on high has visited us. That means that, see, God has gotten involved it, and it to be obvious, days spring from on high, the day spring from high, talking about Jesus, has visited us, God is visiting somebody's family God is visiting somebody's ministry. God is visiting somebody's career. God is visiting somebody's health. God is visiting somebody's marriage. God is visiting your finances. God is visiting your your studies. God is visiting your education. God is visiting the case, the case that is is trying to plague your home. God is visiting you. And it shall be said, this is the finger of God in Jesus' name mighty name somebody shout amen amen Amen. Amen. genesis chapter 21 verse 1 it came to pass that the lord visited sarah it looks like tonight somebody's name is sarah amen the lord bible says that and the lord visited sarah as he has said and the lord did for sarah as he has spoken what happened look at verse 2 and sarah conceived ah so the conception is an expression of the visitation. Sarah, why did Sarah conceive? Because God visited Sarah. Okay. I believe God told me that we have entered into a season of visitation. Amen. Divine visitation. God is visiting somebody. Amen. Within the next 24 hours, you will have a song to sing about the visitation of God. Amen. amen Came to pass that God visited Sarah. And Sarah said, Oh, for the Lord has made me to love. The Lord has made me to love. Who would have said, <laughs> Sarah, God has made me to love? Now, let's go to verse 3. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. There's, there are quite a few scriptures to read. I, I I just want to run this. Thing. And Abraham called the name of his son, Isaac, uh, whom Sarah bore Isaac. The next verse please. Verse four, quickly. And Abraham circumcised, verse five, let's go to verse five. Verse five says that, and Abraham uh, was hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. How did that happen? Because of visitation. Because of visitation. When God visits you, it doesn't matter the age. Time is not of, it doesn't matter. Time does not matter. Whether it's too early or it's too late, it doesn't matter because it doesn't take time. Your testimony doesn't take time, it takes God. But for it to take God, you have to be patient, wait on God, because it will surely come to pass. And look at the next verse, verse six. Sarah said, for the Lord has made me to laugh. How did that happen? Because of visitation and all that he, with elder uh, here will laugh with me. People, when visitation comes, it's not private. When God visits you, it's not something people will notice. Notice that every time God visits his people, it is obvious that something is, something good is happening for them. That's what visitation is. And verse seven is one of the interesting things, verse seven said, so who would have thought? Who would have said? Sarah said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah uh, Sarah should have given children yes. a son in other words you breastfeed for I have born him a son in his old age who would have said Sarah will oh, breastfeed who I it, it, because the case was a done deal it's settled it's gone she's past the age but because of visitation I don't know what it seems like you are you run you've run out of time on I don't know what's going on in your life and it looks like well, let me take it like that. No, don't take it like that. Believe God for visitation. Believe God for it because it's never too late. It's never too late. God visits his people. Somebody say, God visits his people. God, God visits his in, people. In, in, in Exodus chapter 3, verse 11. Look at Exodus chapter 3, verse 11. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 11, but Moses said to God, who am I that I choose? I go to Pharaoh and um, verse, I'm, I'm so sorry. It's Exodus chapter three, verse 16. Let's go to verse 16. Thank you, Jesus. Go and gather the elders of, of Israel together and say to them, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac and of Jacob, appeared to me saying, I have surely done what? I have surely what? Visited. I have surely visited. Listen, God is about to visit somebody. Now, when a visitor comes to your house, when a visitor comes to your house, he comes and sometimes he goes, and by the time he goes, maybe a lot of things haven't changed, you just put your house back in order the way it is. But when God visits you, it, you can never be the same again. The whole house can never be. If it is a one-bedroom flat, by the time if he visits and is living, it has become a five-bedroom house. <laughs> when God visits you, it, it can't be the same story anymore. Because you know why? God has a time he works. In his time, he makes all things beautiful. In his time. In his time, Ecclesiastes 3, 11. In his time, 11 and 14 or so. In his time, he makes all things beautiful. Bible talks about how the, the tree that is planted by the rivers of water, uh, the tree that does some does someone, verse 2, by his delight is in the law of the Lord, and it's in, in his Lord that he meditate day and night. And verse 3, said he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in its season. See, that season there is a the time of visitation. Time of visitation, time of visitation, time of visitation. I see God visiting somebody. In Genesis, in Genesis chapter 50, in Genesis chapter 50, verse 24. Look at verse 24. Oh, this is Joseph, one of the greatest guys in the, in the book of Genesis. And Joseph said to his brothers, and me, I'm um, today. I'm speaking like a Joseph saying to his brothers, and Joseph said to his brothers, I am dying, nobody, I'm not dying. <laughs> 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 I was speaking prophetically, okay? <laughs> but God, God will surely visit you, amen. amen. I thought you would say, Amen. 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 Lift up your right hand. Say, I believe that God will surely visit me. Say it again. I believe that God, God will surely visit me. Don't just say it. Speak from conviction. Speak from your inner man, from your depth. Say, I believe that God will surely visit me. I believe, I believe that God will surely, will surely visit me. me. I'm going to say it for the last time. As you say it. Keep your mind on that situation that requires this divine visitation. Anything in your life, every stubborn condition in your life, that must move out. As you are saying it, you are, you are looking at that situation and saying, I believe that God will surely visit me. Let's say, I believe that God will surely visit me. I believe, I believe that, God that God will surely visit me. me. So shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. So Joseph said to them that God will surely visit you, and when God visits you, some things happen and bring you out of this land to the land of which He swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That is why, watch this. That is why Exodus chapter three, verse sixteen is necessary. Exodus three sixteen, we just read it. He said. Tell the elders of Israel, gather them, and tell them that uh, the God of Abraham Isaac has appeared to me, saying, I have surely visited. Is that not what Joseph said? I said, the Lord shall surely visit you. Many years later, God came and he said, tell them, I have surely visited you. Anytime God wants to visit you, he will send a word ahead of you. He will God does ah God always moves with Sarin ahead. He will announce himself before he shows up. Because God cannot work without his word going ahead. God works when his word goes ahead. That is why he spoke to Abraham before all these things happened, he told Abraham, I'll take your people to Egypt. And after many years, I'll judge the nation that enslaved them and I'll bring them out. And Joseph, before Joseph dies, told them, God will surely visit you and bring you out of this place. Then when the time came, Moses went to them, God came to Moses and said, go to the people and tell them, I have, the time has come and I, am, I, have, I, have, I have surely visited you. That's the same thing. God has no, God's words, word does not change. And my sister, my brother, you are listening to me, and maybe some things are going on, and you are wondering, God, so when? God, so when? I am here to prophesy. Joseph said it, and I prophesied, like that Joseph said, God will surely visit you. But I'm now coming as a Moses who said, the visitation of God is at hand. This is the season of your visitation. This is your, the season of your visitation. Amen. It is the season of your change of story. So amen. shall it be in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. amen. Leave it shut and amen amen, amen. I say, let's look at the next verse verse 25 verse 25 Genesis chapter 50 verse 25 and this is still Joseph then Joseph took an oath from the children of Israel saying God will surely visit you and you shall carry carry up my bones from here 24 Joseph was so convinced. He said, when the visitation comes, I want to be part of it. Even though I might not physically see it, I might not be alive. I won't be part of it. Sometimes I might not be in your house to even know what is happening. But listen, when God surely visits you, get us involved and let's celebrate together. Let's celebrate together. Bring the testimony. Get me involved. Let me also celebrate. Don't leave my bones in your past. <laughs> Don't leave my bones. I might not be there when it's happening. And see, there are people God does things for and they don't talk about it. And we don't tend to know. So that's what means that you have left our bones in your past. Mm. When you talk about it, you have brought us into the current situation. And we all celebrate God together. We rejoice We rejoice in God together. We bless God together. We share our testimony. We sing our songs. We sow our, we give our seeds. We, we rejoice in what God has done because we, we were all... We were all together in the state that you are in and the prophecy came. And so when the visitation comes, don't leave, don't, don't go alone. Don't enjoy that breakthrough alone. Share your testimony, sister. Share your testimony, brother. In the book of Psalm 8 verse 4, the, the psalmist asked the question. He said, ah, so who is man at all? What is man? What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you do what is it it it's like god would travel from heaven pay his own plane tickets and come down to your house look at where where you live not that you live in Buckingham palace even if you live in Buckingham palace for when you compare what god heaven and is coming on earth just because of you the psalmist said "Ah, god you're so good you are so kind what is man that you are what, what, I mean, what is man that you are mindful? You, man, is on your. you are on his mind. God is mindful of us. That's why he will visit us. Brother, I want to prophesy to somebody. Brother, my sister, you are listening to me. You've been through all kinds of stuff. But listen, God has not forgotten you. You are, you, are, you are on his mind. And I came to prophesy to you. This is the day your destiny has been waiting for. This is the day your destiny has been waiting for. We have entered a season, the the time of God's visitation, and God is going to turn your captivity around in Jesus' name. Somebody say, amen. 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 But there's something slightly scary concerning. In Luke chapter 19 verse 44, Jesus said something that we, we can't ignore about visitation. He said to Israel, Luke nineteen, um, uh, it says that and I think we should read from verse forty one. It will make sense. Forty one. Let's quickly go to verse forty one. Now, as he drew near, he saw the city, that, talking about Jerusalem. He said, "Saw Jerusalem," and Jesus wept. Oh, Jerusalem! He, he was, in other words, he was heartbroken. saying, if you have known, even you, especially in this your day the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. So it, you can come into your day, but not know the things you should do when it's your time for visitation. And Jesus said, this is heartbreaking, that you have come. So there are people, um, Pastor Frank said earlier on, and Pastor o also said some things, which I'll mention, God bless you Pastor o. Pastor Frank said something, that this time of fasting, this is, this is not the time you have to go back to some things again. We are fasting and you are still watching pornography. Ah, the same iPhone, the same computer you are using for your Zoom meetings. (laughs) The same phone you are using to watch the service. You are using the same phone to flirt with somebody's husband. With somebody's wife, the same phone to to oh come on to do all kinds of FaceTime. Some people's phones are there are images on your phone that shouldn't be on your phone hmm. because of, of your time of visitation. When we finish, delete all of them. Hmm. Sir, this time of visitation, you are still in contention with your wife. Hmm. Time of visitation, husband and wife are still fighting. And you don't talk, you don't talk, but you are fasting and you don't talk. Your husband is doing his thing, his thing, and you, your wife is doing her thing, and you don't talk because there's so much tension and you don't get away. Don't let the time of visitation go waste. Mm -hmm. And Satan knows how to press some buttons. You are in the house, and there's so much tension in the house. You and your mom can't see eye to eye. There's so much. That is when your mom is now your auntie, who has come to live in your house. She doesn't want to work. She doesn't want to work, so she has. She couldn't pay her bills. They suck it, and she's always busybody in other people's matters. And now they have removed you from your room, and they have put her in your room. And every day she doesn't work, but she's always talking about you. You have done this. You have done this. You have done that. every day. She's putting her mouth in your business, and sometimes you even do it with with some dignity and respect. She's so disrespectful about it and it's driving you mad, mad. Not this time, not this time, not this time, not this time, because this is a season of visitation. Ignore some things. Don't let them trigger you into some things. Don't let that guy move you into some things. Don't let that woman move you into some things. My brother, suck her from the house. Suck that girl. Don't let her come and visit you. Suck her, block. Like, no, I like this blocking pin, the blocking thing. Block, 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 block. Some people, they may not even, maybe it's not uh, some ex or something or um in or whatever. But sometimes some friends are very toxic. Mm, because Every time she's about to say negative things about your worship life. Every mm. time she calls, hey, again, 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 block it. Block Block him, because this is a time where every evening you have an agenda with God. You have an appointment with God. You don't want it to be asking, are you, hey, so you are on this thing again. You're on this thing again. You're on this thing again. Some people you can block, but those you can block. Block. <laughs> you know, some people like your mother, you can't block. <laughs> you can't block. That's even not respect. It's not good. You can't block your mother. No, never do that. You can't block your husband. Never do that. You can't block your wife. By your sister, you can block it. <laughs> 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 yeah, brother, you can block it. Block yeah. it. You can, you can. And some friends, ask for some friends, don't just block, e- eject, eject from your life. Yes. yes. I'll say a few things. So he says that if you have known even this uh, thy day, if thou had known even this thy day, there are things, there are things that pertain to your peace. When the time of, there are some things you have to do. Look at the next verse. verse uh, uh, for days uh, for days will come upon you when your enemies will build an, uh, an embankment around you, surround you and close you in on every side. The next verse, and watch this, and level you and your children within you to the ground and they will not leave you one stone upon the other. Why? Why? Why would this happen? Because you did not know the time of your visitation. He mm. came, you didn't notice it. We are fasting and you can't notice that this is a season of visitation. Mm. You did not know the time of your visitation. It's not every time you can walk in the flesh. Sometimes you have to pay a heavier price to resist sin. Bible said you have not bled to uh, uh, Resist blood, you know, blood, shed blood, resisting sin. So go ahead; it doesn't matter what is costing you. Oh, the way I'm feeling. If I don't, do this I'll, 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 i feel like dying. Go ahead, go ahead and resist sin. In Romans chapter twelve, it uh, verse four, it says, "You have not yet resisted to uh, bloodshed, striving against sin." So you haven't done much. The way, oh, this thing is my real challenge. You know, you haven't yet resisted. Uh, to uh, bloodshed so push someone say push push, push. all right in conclusion what day are we in our day of station what day are we in our day of visitation what day are we in our day of visitation listen if you have known in this your day is your day is your day but you didn't know the time of your visitation. Your day is the time of your visit. In this, your day, you it belongs to you. Hallelujah! Can I give you some points on how to maximize your day of visitation? Yes, yes, please. Are, are you sure you are willing for? We are sure. sure. We are very sure. How do you maximize the day of your visitation? Number one. Number one. That's what Pastor Roy was talking about. It's called expectation. 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 <laughs> mm. Expectation. In your day of being, anticipated, being expectant. Yeah. Like Pastor o was quoting the scripture. Dance. This is the spirit. He said, look unto us. And the man looked unto them expecting to receive something. Hey, expect that this, this fasting, I'm going to receive something. Don't wait for the fasting to be over. No, it's too far. <laughs> it's too far. Expect that if you, tonight, by the end of this, I'm going to receive that. Your expectation is necessary to maximize your day of visitation. So in the day of visitation, number one, expectation. Number two, obedience. When God said, do something, move. Do it. Whatever he tells you, do it. Look, John chapter two, Mary told him, Whatever he tells you, do it. Whatever he says to you, do it. This time, you can take the Nike slogan. And apply spiritually. Take it. Just what? Do, do, it. do it. Just do it. Do it. Or oh, yeah. don't say, oh, well, what if? Maybe God doesn't show up. Did you Do you believe that this is God's will for you? Then mm. just do it. Just do it. Break that relationship. Just do it. Don't wait. Let me see. Maybe you change. Come on. Just do it. Mm-hmm. But what if there's no what if what if well, there's no but if what well, there's no what if there's no how? No, no, no. Just do it. God told Abraham, "Bring me your son, sacrifice him for me." And Abraham just did it. Not he didn't even discuss it with Sarah. Mm-hmm. Genesis twenty two. He didn't discuss it with Sarah. Early in the morning, Bible says that early in the morning Abraham took his son, and he said, let's go. Look at verse three. Ah, okay, verse, two, verse three, yeah. So Abraham rose rose early in the morning and saddled his house and took two of his, and just took off. Why? Because prompt obedience is crucial to enjoy the day of visitation. Prompt obedience, prompt obedience, prompt obedience. I know I'm talking to somebody. What is it that God has been telling you? You are, you are playing in your mind. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Just do it. Just do it. Well, I'm not sure. Maybe it's not the will of God for me to do it now. If it's not against scripture, mm-hmm. if it's not against scripture, and it's just, a, you can tell. Sometimes, you know, when God gives you an instruction in your heart, it becomes clearer the more you are praying or when a word of God is being preached. So most people, they hear God clearly when you open your heart and you're hearing a message being preached. Most of the time, it will be confirmed through the preaching or when you are in a place of prayer, it's, it becomes it clearer. But sometimes you might be in a place of prayer, let's say for 10 minutes, and it has not become clear, but you know, it hmm, looks like God is telling me to do this, to take this step. looks like God is telling me to break this relationship. It looks like God is telling me to take this. You know and especially steps that are sacrificial in nature watch this steps that are sacrificial in nature let's say Abraham maybe I'm not sure let me wait and pray a little bit more about it listen if it's sacrificial in nature and you, fear you have that prompting take the step as long as it is not against scripture most people don't do things against scripture when it is sacrificial in nature it is when it is beneficial in nature that so, God said, I can, I can ring that, that gentleman. Maybe he's going to be my husband. I'll start ringing him. Yeah, so it's not there's no sacrifice sacrificing that. Mm. But now, now, when God asked me to, to uh, that sister's wedding, God is putting on my heart to pay for the reception. You know, I may fail. No, no, maybe it's not God. It's not God. It's not God. But if it's, it's easier to hear, God said, I should marry you than to hear, than to hear, than to hear, God said, I should break up with you. Yeah. Yeah. More people hear, God said, you'll be my husband. God said, you be my wife. It only a few can hear, God said, I should end the relationship now. And most of those who hear the beneficial one, that is what must be, you have to take your time. Don't act on it. Let it be scrutinized, because it's just beneficial. So when it's beneficial, it can be your flesh leading you. But when it's sacrificial. Flesh doesn't like sacrifice. Mm. <laughs> Flesh doesn't like sacrifice. Ah, I mean, how? how let's say uh, someone has, has blessed me with a seed. Let's say someone has blessed me with 10,000 pounds. And as soon as the money gets into my hand, I just feel, God said I should sow the seed to the ambition Hey, well, he has to speak again, no? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But maybe it's cold, but because I want to hold on to it. But when someone uh, says that "Mm, I have some money, I'm not sure whether I should give it to you should. I'll easily hear that God told me that I had a dream that someone was bringing money to me. It's it's easy to have dreams about uh, benefits. It's easy to have, a lot of us are not on benefit, but our mindset, when it comes to God, you are on the gyro, <laughs> you, are, you are on, on the benefit the system, income support system. On the door, on the pit. On the door, yeah, thank you. That's what I wanted to remember. You are on the door because you hardly hear anything God is telling you to sacrifice. God is telling you to forgive that person. God is telling you to call that lady. Ring her and apologize for the way you spoke, even though you know she she she's a, a character. But you know, God is, God is telling you, go to your mother, kneel down and apologize. Go to your father and tell that that I'm sorry. I'm sorry, even with your pride and everything. You know, God is telling you, go to that girl and apologize for the way you treated her and what you did. Go to your husband and say, husband, I'm, I'm sorry. And you know your husband, once you say, I'm sorry. You know, there are some... Spouses eh, if you make a mistake and apologize, hey, some of you know what I'm talking about. So sometimes to have your peace, sometimes just you don't even say, I'm sorry. You just admit it in your heart. But when you say it, it will start a new page. (laughs) Here's here's the case God is telling you, tell your wife, my darling, I'm sorry I spoke to you that way. And you won't do it because it's not beneficial. Am, am Am I talking? You you prompt obedience. It makes you maximize your day of visitation. Mm. Prompt obedience. Too many of us like receiving prayer, receiving declaration of prayer. It is such a impo- it's, it's very important, but don't leave it there. Don't every every blessing that comes from God tend to always have a price tag on it. Mm of just to make sure you are really willing and obedient to eat of the fruit of the land. Isaiah chapter one, verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat it. Because of Jesus' obedience, God has highly lifted him. Philippians chapter two, verse um, seven and eight. Eight says that he became obedient. He became obedient even to the death on the cross. He became obedient. Did you see that? Even to the point of death. The death on the cross. Look at verse nine. Therefore, because of that, because of this obedience, verse nine, because of this obedience, wherefore God has highly, God has highly exalted him. God has highly exalted and given him. Why did he exalt him? Because of his obedience. Sister, is it possible that your disobedience is delaying your your visitation? Is delaying the move of God in your life? Is it, because, is it possible that you are fasting but you are still in disobedience somewhere? Because you know what? Let me say this. I've been a Christian for a while, and since I got born again, fasting has been my lifetime. Listen, it's easy sometimes it's easier to easier to fast than to obey God in some things. Especially when it comes to certain sacrifices and prices we have to pay in our relationship with somebody, in your relationship with your pastor. You went to gossip about your pastor so bad. You sat among some people and blasted, lambasted your pastor. You know I'm, God is talking to you. Call him and say, Pastor, you, uh, those three people where we, we, we are all gossiping. But God has touched me. Um, I, I, pastor, I repent. I'm sorry for saying that about you. He doesn't know, but I'm. No. You see, God has. I'm telling you, and you are believing God for a testimony. Meanwhile, there is a way. There is an instruction tag on your testimony. You don't want to do it because I'm fasting and receiving declarations. How do you maximize your day of visitation? Number one expectation. Number two what? Be obedient. Yes. Number three. Can I add a third one? Yes, please. Please. Uh, okay, I think I'll mention them quickly. Number 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 three is godliness or spirituality. Be very godly. What is what is what does it mean to be godly? Your actions should be God-expressing and flesh-restricting. Wow. Flesh-restricting. You don't give the flesh the chance to manifest itself. And they don't know me. We don't want to know you. Mm-hmm. When it happens, hey, I, I just don't want to be. I don't, they don't know what I can do. No. Don't give the flesh the room to pray. Be spiritual. Be godly. Be God-expressing. Our attitude, our response, your reaction, God-expressing. God is present. That's why when the, the Israelites, those in Jerusalem, when Jesus kept, because they know they devastation, they were living normal and living normal, not doing, they are not engaging in things that expresses God more. Watch against carnality, be spiritual, pray, read your Bible, be in prayer meetings, be part of what God is doing. And then number four, association or fellowship association. Who you are working with will determine what kind of testimony you will share. <laughs> mm. Oh, I'm there. Go and ask Rhea. <laughs> the people you affiliate yourself with will determine the, the type of testimony you, are, you will share. That's why I make sure. I don't travel normally. At time, I'm fasting. No. When Papa asks me, I need you to come, Papa, yes, I'm there is the price of association. If I could, I mean, when I'm dealing with a spiritual giant, there's a certain level of obedience that is necessary, sacrifices, sacrifices. My association with Pastor David Oedipo and Reverend it, it's, it's it's crucial for me. It's crucial. He it says that, and then you meet some people coming from the Hill of God prophesying, First Samuel chapter ten, and the spirit of God will come. Once you you meet them, the, you meet them. prophesying. He said, the spirit of God will come upon, you and you also start to prophesy. And people will be saying that he saw also amongst the prophets. Yeah, because of your company, some of you, it's it's this fellowship and prayer meeting, prayer meeting that is keeping you going. Haven't you seen those who have not been joining the services and the Zoom? Have you seen the way they are backsliding mm-hmm. radically? Some people, their backsliding is very heartbreaking. Backsliding, but um, later on by the time they recover, it's, it's, they've lost a lot of ground. Backsliding is not worth it. Pay the price to front, front slide. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Fellowship is crucial. He says that in uh, Hebrews 3, verse 12 and 13 or so, he says that, um, do not, uh, he says that uh, beware brethren lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Backsliding is, is caused by evil heart of unbelief. There are some people, when you start talking to them regularly, your spiritual life and your fellowship life, your church life will, will, will be damaged. There are certain people. In Proverbs chapter 22, you know, I think 22, verse 24, let's see, Proverbs 22, 24, it says, don't make friends with an angry person. Make no friendship with an angry someone who is bitter, who is offended, offended in pastor, offended in the church. It's my birthday. No one celebrated me. It's my day. And da, 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 da. offended. Don't, don't make friends with an angry man and with a furious man. Do not go. Don't join their team. Why? You will pay for it. Look at the next verse. Lest you will learn their ways and be and set a snare for your soul. Hey! You see, it's, it's oh, me. I'm not angry, but uh, I'm just, I'm just with them. He's talking. I don't part. No, no. The fact that you are in that company, you have, you be affected. Mm. When you see someone very, very bitter and very angry and negative about your church and about your pastor, you have to regulate, put on the thermostat, regulate the your association, regulate it, mm. because it says that maybe you were all in the choir, but now she has become an orangus. Mm. And now she has become negative. My friend, you know you are pregnant. You are about to give birth. You need the covering. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the time you associate with some strange orangus. At all. This is not the time you associate with some people who have developed the heart of uh, an evil heart of unbelief. This is not the time. This is not the time. You can tell their heart has changed. You have to also unplug. Hmm. Unplug, pull out the plug, pull out the plug on them. He says that you will lend there. Oh, me, I'm fine, I'm fine. By the time you realize they have introduced, they have infested you with the negative hearts, the negative feelings. You have caught it already. Mm-hmm. Somebody's always, oh, I don't like pastor, every pastor, I don't know, like 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 like, uh, oh, these kind of pastors, these uh, unplug, unplug, unplug. Because, listen, you are in your day of visitation. Mm. You can't maintain some association. Let me finish the Hebrew chapter 3. Is someone learning something at all? We are, we are, are learning. learning. Hebrew chapter 3 verse. verse uh, and this thing is very scary. An evil heart of unbelief in the part When they say, oh, me, now nah, mean, when we, we resume from lockdown, we will see people who have the evil heart of unbelief. Who, they say it's like a venom, uh, a, a viper has beaten them. So the thing has entered them. We pray that God will help us help them recover. You know, mm-hmm. but he says that evil heart of unbelief. Then the next verse, watch this. The next verse is very important. Verse 13, but exalt one another, how often? Daily. 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 So this daily service we are doing is not bad. Mm-hmm. While it is called today, less, if you don't do that, some of you become hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So fellowshipping is necessary. Else, if you disconnect yourself from fellowshipping, your heart be, will be easily become hardened, hardened, like a rock. Bible says that the Egyptian magicians advised Pharaoh that this is the finger of God. But Bible says the heart of Pharaoh was hardened. No wonder he ended up in the Red Sea. You should have listened to them and not to have sailed from Crete. <laughs> <laughs> Vero's heart grew hard, hard. When your heart is hard, it can't even pump blood properly. Mm. It affects your brains. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Association, so number one, what? Expectation. Expectation. Number two? Be number, be three. Be three. Be yes. Yes. number three? Number four?
1: Feast 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 feast. Feast.
0: Number five and number six. Number five is sacrificial services. Abraham saw God, someone in town. And he said, Come, come, he said, come, Genesis chapter 18. He said, Come, come, verse 3. Abraham quickly went in. He called, Sarah, let's prepare something for. Let's do something for this man of God. He didn't realize he was a hosting God. Hmm. That was his visitation. It was that's when, after they handled that visitor, the way they sacrificed, he said he went into his garden or something, and they went and caught a, a young lamb, good one. Genesis chapter uh, 19. So he he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared. No, go to verse six and seven and see, verse six. Yeah, okay, Abraham, let's go. All right, all right, let's go. So Abraham hurried quickly, verse six. So Abraham, so, Abra, so Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, quick, quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal. Knead it and make cakes. Then Abraham too, gave his wife Job and then he himself, verse 7, verse 7. And Abraham ran to the head, took a tender and a, a good calf. Don't take the rough one. He took a good calf, gave it to the young man, and he hastened and prepared it. They slaughtered a good calf. because This is a time of visitation. station. Mm. I'm about to say, oh, it's time for offering. You don't want to give a good calf. Mm. <laughs> He yeah, is eating your diet, sow your seeds. And then, number number verse 8, verse 8 says that. And verse 8, so he took butter and milk and he prepared it before them and he stood by another tree as they ate it. That's talking about the visitation, this sacrifice service. So he not know the people, then watch this. Then they said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, He's in the tent. And they started prophesying. He prophesied, he prophesied. That he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life, and because Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Sarah was listening in the door, and he was laughing. At me. How can this be possible? Visitation is make is what makes it possible. Mm. So before we heard that, and God visited Sarah, this vis- pre-visitation was in place, and they embraced and triggered and maximized the visitation by sacrificial service, sacrifice. So Today are reading, except a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But when it dies, John 12, 24, it brings forth much fruit, it brings forth much grain, dying, sacrifice to something, let go. Thank God, this is a month of sacrifice. Sacrifice. And the last point is faith. You know, without faith, it can't. And when the prophet, uh, the the angel prophesied that Abraham, Sarah will have a child. Sarah didn't believe it. So they had to, they said, why is she laughing? And Sarah said, I didn't laugh. Abraham even was thinking, how can this be since my wife is old? Look at verse 11. Verse 11. Now, Abraham and Sarah were, were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. It would take faith when God said, your time has come to see your time manifest. So, in your day of visitation, how do you maximize your visitation? Number one? Be expectant. Number two? Be obedient. Yes. Number three?
1: Godliness. Godliness, Godliness.
0: Number four? Evaluation. 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 Number five? Evaluation. Sacrificial services. We are about to go back physically. Pay a price to save. Number, number six, faith. 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 Without faith, it's impossible to please God.
1: Mm-hmm. This,
0: this season is, is the turning point season for your destiny. Of oh, Jesus. So Amen. Shall. somebody is entering the season and he doesn't. If someone is the time, is this fasting. So I me, mean, fasting is not my thing. Are you expecting visitation and sacrifice and join the fast? Mm. Join the fast. Unless for on health grounds. But if it's not health grounds and it's on convenience grounds, boy, sacrifice. Girl, sacrifice. Let's In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Karis Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date? Be blessed.